0: Gang, how's all my money makers out there? This is Indar Lang coming at you guys, and I'm here to talk to you guys about money. So, all your money making needs and all the fun things about life in general. So, I just want to introduce myself and kind of give a little rundown. And on our first, first episode, I want to tell you guys how I got started and how you could get started too in this whole business of real estate making money and just growing your own wealth in general the best part of this whole business is making money obviously i mean let's be honest here we do things in life to either what we love doing i love paddling i paddle from molokai to oahu i've done it 39 times but i don't make money at that so I can't do the things that I love to paddle necessarily to make money, so I got to find money elsewhere. So you find something that you love doing, you kind of love doing, maybe you love doing, I don't know, are you going to love doing it, but it's pretty cool to become successful and to make a lot of money in life so you can do the things that you love doing. And that's what it all comes down to, dude. So I want to be really a light for you guys, for all the Hawaii people in general. When I first started in this business, there was no one flipping houses like we did. There was no one scaling this business. So I want to be that light for you guys to show you how to do it, what I did, and how to scale, how to grow, and anything I can do to help you guys. Really want to be able to give back to uh, my land, my community, the rest of the world, and share my experience and strength and hope for you guys. So let's get at it. Just before we get started, I'd love it if you guys could subscribe below and that way we can reach more people and just help people make their money work for them in any different way we can. Thank you guys and let's get started in today's content. So how did I get started? How did this all happen? How did this all come about and who am am I? So born and raised in Hawaii, born on the big island, grew up on water catchment generator, grew up on a pot farm. We grew up in Hilo and we grew up with, um, I don't wanna say nothing or lots. I don't know what we had, but we had a nice pot farm. We lived a, you know, that kind of lifestyle. My parents grew pot for a living back in the 70s and 80s. And that was a lifestyle in Hilo. It was great to grow up that way, and it was exciting to grow up, but uh, didn't work out. My parents ended up uh, selling the pot farm. We moved to Kona, grew up in Kona, had kind of a normal upbringing, um, surfed a lot went to school a lot that's what we did in kona we surfed before school surfed after school played every sport there was uh loved sports loved everything about it but you know what there was always something in me that wanted more in life there was always a drive in me to to succeed to have more to do more i used to write my goals down as a kid young kid to have the ferrari to have a million dollars to have those nice things and i still write those goals down today let me let you guys in on a little secret your goals are never big enough you never have big enough goals and that was my i recognize that now i wish i had some bigger goals um written down at the time because i know i can achieve my goals if we do the work to get there and you believe in yourself and that's what it takes um you know to do all that so i'll talk about that a little bit later but. Let me kind of get into more of my story and how it all happened and so forth. So after growing up in Kona, and doing that great stuff in in life, I moved to Oahu, got a business degree and got an electrical engineering degree, uh, which is great. Uh, you know, business is great. I can do be an engineer. I went and did that for a little while out of college. Worked for an engineering firm. Um, you know great job great money uh they top out you know two hundred thousand a year which is great money of course don't get me wrong uh, but i wanted more in life i want to be the millionaire i want to have the, the stuff and the nice stuff i don't know why i don't know why i wanted it i don't know something about it, having it maybe it's the american kind of dream i don't know what it is maybe it's just inside of me to have that ferrari whatever it may be um I watched the the movie The Secret. I remember that movie, and it was just game changer for me. Still, my favorite movie, The Secret, and it, it talks about visualizing the things you want to have, feeling it, seeing it, believing it, putting those positive thoughts into you, doing a vision board, and I had in front of my bed for years a dollar bill. I wrote million dollars on it. That dream house, the, you know, the beautiful family, and all those nice things. The Ferrari, I really wanted a Ferrari, and. Um, i believe in all of that and i've seen myself doing it and i really am a big believer in all of that and and manifesting it in your life i'm super believer in all that used to meditate and all that kind of fun kooky, corny stuff my mom's a acupuncturist and a masseuse so i grew up in that a very naturopathic kind of lifestyle so i love all of those kind of things um my dad is a entrepreneur has mortgage companies uh, He's had all kind of business now he's had a construction company which i went to work for for years after college so after college got that engineering degree went and worked for my dad's company uh, building maintenance and construction and helped try and grow his company which grew larger after I left um, and i worked for him for years and learned a ton about construction got my contractor's license with him and learned about business skills about running a company about checking the books (laughs) anyone who has a company out there definitely need to learn some accounting skills on how to read balance statements profit and losses and just managing your books Uh, it's extremely important later on in, in life even if you have the best accountant even if you have the best bookkeeper you need to still be able to understand it and it's extremely important today and I used to get jumbled up with all that kind of stuff so don't worry guys if you don't understand it just the more you do it the more you learn the more you understand all that kind of stuff so later on i was working for my dad really wanted to have more in life and i wasn't satisfied obviously i didn't have what i wanted and i always knew real estate was the next step in life uh, for me and i had some very successful friends and started paddling and I was around uh, guys at the Outrigger Canoe Club and those guys either had real estate in their portfolio where they're at now very successful millionaires or they used real estate to get there so I knew real estate had to be uh, one of those you know that Avenue I had to have in life no matter what I was doing and um, then I think I watched one of those flipping shows um, you know, Than Merrill fixed that house, flipped this house, whatever it was, my wife drug me to one of those events, and it really took off from there. Yeah, I was kicking and screaming, I don't want to go to this event, you know, I don't want to spend any money, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a lot of money, and, you know, they are just going to sell me, and they sell me to the next event, and, and they did, and good thing they did, good thing that they did do that, because uh, I want to be at where I am today. Uh, it all started 2013 we bought our first house and this is how to start the business guys go to the bank so what I did go to the bank get a loan for anything whatever the bank will give you and actually I went to the bank probably a year before that and started working with the bank first to tell me what to do to get that loan so anyone out there who wants to know how to get started in the success of life best place to go it's to the bank, <laughs> the guys who got the money. Go get the money first. Go see what they'll give you. Um, it's the it's the American dream. That's a, one of the biggest things about America is the federal government helps us a ton. Uh, you can get an FHA loan and uh, all these different types of loan programs out there for your first time home buyers. So I went to the bank months, months before. The banker said, hey, we need, um, you know, this this many months of stable income. We need to show this much. Um, you know, I just had a normal W two job. I didn't have anything else going on at the time. I was just working normal you know hours. And we went and got that together. I did my taxes. I didn't have my taxes ready. Um, some simple stuff. And at the time, this is two thousand and thirteen. The, they uh, gave me a one percent loan to get my first house. I only needed one percent down to buy my first house. And we bought a little condo. My wife at the time, she was my girlfriend at the time, totally supported me. She didn't go on a loan, but she just helped me out with, uh, we split the mortgages. She helped me out with some of the payments, which made it a lot, lot easier. We bought a, I don't know, 500, 600 square foot little box, a hole in the wall box. That's all the bank would give me. We live in Hawaii, in Honolulu, right downtown. You can't buy much. It was 240,000 they gave us, and we bought a small little box. But you know what that was my box and i owned that piece of little segment in in the world and that was such a cool feeling that was really i was 25 years old i think at the time and that was such an amazing feeling to own something of your own Uh, you know that was a one of those check mark kind of moments in life that really escalates a lot for in life you know that first time you buy a house totally totally a game changer we bought that um we bought that little box and i love that thing and i painted it did the little the kitchen was so small i think i can lay across the floor it was so small i did the flooring in the kitchen uh d wide-eyed how to do everything did some little tiling in the backsplash like peeling stick i think we did somewhere you know little accent fun little stuff and really creative fun stuff this was before accent walls and all these popular stuff were popular you know I was already thinking about all of this stuff and we did we did some fun stuff in this little apartment one-bedroom apartment and my wife helped me pay the mortgage and uh, we paid it but the cool cool part of that I was paying a mortgage that mortgage is paying what I own down I was paying money back into my pocket Instead of paying rent, paying somebody else's mortgage down, now I'm paying my own mortgage, which part of that money pays back into my pocket. I'm paying down a loan smaller, which is amazing. So we bought this house, $240,000, um, 1% down. I think we had to bring five grand to the table, you know, next to nothing. Um, need a little work. It was a, it was a deal. We didn't get a, a good deal. I mean, pretty good deal. I don't know. At the time, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I just knew I needed to buy something. And we lived in it, and we enjoyed that little house. I made a little garden in the parking lot in the back, and uh, yeah, we had some interesting neighbors, and yeah, that's, that's where you start. You go to the bank, and you figure out what the bank will give you. The bank mortgage guys will tell you exactly. Spend that hour, two hours it takes you. On one Saturday morning, go to the bank and find out. So anyone who wants to get started in this business, that's where you start you go to the bank and you just see what the hell they're going to give you i mean you can't start unless you don't take the steps and that is probably the biggest secret in this business is the action taking of it all did you catch that the action taking is the biggest trick the action of doing we come up with great ideas i'll sit here and tell you guys step by step on how to flip a house but if you don't take the action it's worthless and that's what just separates me from the guys who are, there's guys way huger than me that I look up to. and They just take more action than I do. And that's all it is. It's the amount of action that it takes to do more. And that's what it is. I have a ton of great ideas. You have a ton of great ideas. But did you do anything with those ideas today? Did you let those ideas sit and sink, or did you take action to get those, those ideas done? And I'm guilty of it too. I have a ton of great ideas and more stuff that I want to do and have done, um, but did I take that action? You know, we're all the same human. We all eat and sleep and have the same amount of hours in the day. So what is the difference? And that's, that is one of the biggest di- differences, the, the action taking of it all. Yes, there's more to it, the risk factor, the understanding, the you know, there's a lot of more to it, but it comes down to is he took more action to me and it's fine. You know, some people do it and, uh, and do way more than, there's always somebody bigger. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, we bought that little house. We lived in it. We painted it. Uh, we made it really nice and super cute. Um, and it was fun. We lived in there for two years. So here's the next trick to share with you guys, not trick, but uh, house hack to share with you guys, is uh, when you live in your own house, your own place for more than two years, you don't have to pay any capital gains when you sell it. So a single person, it's anything over 250,000. Yes, you do gotta pay capital gains, 250,000 profit. And then it's a marriage, it's anything over 500. You have to pay taxes on But we lived in there for two years. At two years and, I don't know, a couple months, we were ready to move on. So we listed that thing. This is also about the time I was getting in into flipping um, and started we wholesaled a few things before that but we just got our first big flip and it was a combination of that flip needed money i don't know what it was i can't recall but we sold that thing for 345,000 bought it for 240 sold it for 345,000 in 2 years so in 2 years i made an extra 100 grand doing nothing owning property that's all i did i paid my mortgage and i paid my mortgage down so mind you i didn't I made more money in my pocket than that hundred grand. I made more than that in my pocket because I paid my mortgage down and I don't know what I made, but we made about a hundred grand, whatever it may be. And we took that money now and we could have bought another house, something bigger and move up. But we took that money, started renting for another year. We got just a rental, something bigger. And we used that money to start flipping because we were just getting into the flipping process and we needed some gap funding basically to do our flips and at that time we had a, a pretty nice deal under uh, under contract and i was scared i was scared guys i was scared i was scared big time i didn't know what to do i didn't know i signed up for a program and that program was great and it was a really great mentorship program which really helped me with the basics of it all and um, helped me to find deals and so forth and um but I was still scared. <laughs> I won't cut a lie. Um, we did wholesale a piece of land deal right before then. We got some land in Hilo that we uh, acquired through Craigslist through a custom um, not customer through a a person. A guy lived in mainland, and wanted to sell his land off at of Craigslist. It was two acres in HPP Hawaiian Pirates Park, and we got that under contract for twenty five thousand, and we put it. Back onto Craigslist for thirty-five thousand, and we marketed right, took better pictures, and uh, just did better marketing on it. I also put it on, um, I put it on Facebook. Facebook Marketplace wasn't available, I don't think, at the time, um, and I just started reaching out to people. It was ended up reselling it off of Craigslist and made ten grand doing a wholesale deal so for anyone who was out there who doesn't know where where to start. So the second best place to start or kind of equally place to start is besides going to the bank and getting that free money, is to wholesale deals. Wholesaling is a great way, it's a great business way. These guys in the mainland are making a killing at it. And we are wholesaling nationwide as well. Um, Not making a killing at it yet, but um, we're making some, yeah, we're making some profits off of our deals. Um, nothing to brag about of course but it's it's pretty an easy low-risk kind of business Uh, and I can get into that on a separate topic but the simple process of wholesaling is you're just locking up a seller who wants to sell it you get a contract to lock them up so somebody agrees upon selling a house a land whatever it may be Um, you get a contract to buy that that house and then you put money into escrow and that contract now is locked up because you have you know 30 days to purchase that property you have an option to buy that property another cool thing about real estate is you have an option to buy that property compared to stocks or anything else you you buy you got to you buy it right then and there there's no you know period so you have We had an option to buy it. You have an option to buy that property. Then instead of you purchasing, you find somebody else that will purchase that contract from you. So they will see it's a good deal. You're marking up that contract. You say, hey, um, I'll sell you this deal for $10,000 more. I'll mark up that contract. So that's what we did. We had that piece of land. We did assignment contracts. So you assign the name of that contract. Basically me, my name. I sign it to know the next guy to purchase the contract so make sure he's gonna close on a deal because you don't get paid unless he buys the house um, so you make sure they purchase the property and that's your assignment contract you made that difference between the two contracts you can get into it more um, that difference is known to that end seller that, ne- that next person will be known to him with an assignment contract if you ever want to not show that then you can do what's called a double close. And a double close is two simultaneously escrows, but you do have to actually purchase that property uh, with your money and then he purchases it after. Same, you can be done all in the same day. But then the harder part of that is you do have to purchase that property. You have to come up with that money to purchase that property. In option one with the just assignment contract, you don't have to come up with any money to purchase a property so you can use you don't need any money to purchase other than a earnest money deposit to lock up that deal into escrow i know i'm getting to bigger terms here and sorry guys i do want to make a video on just the terms and lingos of real estate because i was just thinking i remember when i started Real estate, it's a, it's a foreign language, it was to me at least. Uh, I didn't understand, there's so many terms and lingos. There's so many acronyms. People use, um, you know, SF, you know, single family residence. they use all these short little acronyms. I remember I still have to look up what does that little term mean. And now we're into multifamily and there's more little terms and all kinds of fun lingos to use. It's a whole new world and people, break things down into these little words, but um, don't worry about that, we'll get into that later. Just kind of follow along on the basis of the journey. So the journey is what it's all about, and the journey is the process of learning it all. See when I signed up for that program for flipping, uh, it, it was a great program, but there's nothing better that teaches you than to do the doing. Um, I watched all those videos they had online the training, and they're great videos, and they really helped me through the process of uh, the the way to start it all legitly. You know, starting, getting your business name, getting a uh, you know, registering that company, figuring out your business name, getting we ordered business cards. I started an elevator pitch, so I know how to pitch myself to clients, to banks, to homeowners. So I had an elevator pitch involved. We also had a, a, um, uh, all kinds of different marketing things. I went to Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R, check that out if you haven't, just to try fun little marketing things. I paid for a business plan from Fiverr. Somebody made me a business plan. Um, I actually went to Fiverr and got like a hundred different logos made, and I was able to just pick the one I liked best. Um, now, in hindsight, I spent way too much time on all of that. I was so worried about all of that. Even the colors I was like worried about. And the name I was worried about. Um, and FYI, I'm into 14 companies later. So don't worry about all of that. Because you can just create a company pretty simply nowadays. And uh, if you don't like one, you can change it. It's, it's not as important as you may think it is. But everyone is going to be caught up on that i know it just happens but you just go on fiber you can get a lot of those things made a lot of different logo choices if you don't like a logo um you know and you can even have a web page put made a web page is important to make because it does give credibility to who you are especially when you're starting out to make sure that you're legit especially when you talk to a homeowner they're gonna go you know just look you up and look at your web page so it's easy to make you can go on a Fiber and somebody can make one, or you can just do um, GoDaddy, and uh, GoDaddy has some great templates to make web pages, and it'll literally just click, 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 um, you know, and fill it in, fill in the blanks, kind of thing. So um, don't focus too much on that. Just try and plow right through all of that, because the meat and the potatoes is later on, and it's the hardest part of the business is finding the deal. Gurus and I'll talk about that, but I'll talk to you guys about all of that and how I find deals as well. Um, but back to how I get, got started in all of it and uh, the scariness of it all. So we were just starting that wholesaling deal and we were kind of in a, in a rut because we stepped we started getting uh, process momentum, start understanding to write offers and start doing some marketing campaigns just start kind of putting our feelers out there we start talking to realtors putting offers in and i remember we had a few offers turned down um now this is nine months going on and we're like pretty burnt out you know nine months and we haven't got a deal yet and i'm i'm grinding i'm working a full-time job yeah you know 40 50 hours a week and then doing this at night time so i'm grinding guys i'm grinding till 10 12 at night every night Um, i work my job Uh, Even at my job, I would sneak off on phone calls and, you know, check emails, whatever. I would try to juggle both. You know, you're trying to do a full-time job that takes commitment, time, energy, thought, and to trying to change your thought process into something else. Definitely, definitely a struggle. And I've been through that, so I know that you guys can do it. I I was helped running my dad's company, you know, so I had a huge thought and process of trying to juggle and run it all and do both both of it and uh and I, if i can do it you guys can do it and i would spend late nights hours and hours looking at deals and talking emailing agents and writing offers and i remember I, we got our one of our first deals locked up um, and i was super super excited i was thrilled and this deal was looking great and Everything was amazing about the deal. I fell in love with it and um, got to two days from closing, literally two days about ready to close. And the deal fell through. I I, I forget what reason it was, but the deal fell through. And I was so devastated. I was like, man, you know, so, so devastated that just that excitement and joy kind of burst my bubble, honestly. It kind of was a, a big deflator in it all. And i think i had a mentor at the time that tell me man you just learned a ton of process for free and it costs you nothing why are you so deflated because i went through escrow i did a home inspection i did all the paperwork and i got the lenders involved like it's it's a big process buying a house it's it's not guys i got i think six escrows open right now as we speak, and it's still a hard process. We bought four houses last week, it's still a hard process. So it doesn't get any easier. So just imagine, I know how hard it is when you're brand new at this. So you get that, you get that house, you get that um, um, you know thing in the contract, it's a learning process. You're learning the lingo, you're learning the process of buying a house. You have to do an earnest money deposit once they sign a contract, you have two weeks to do a home inspection, or however time much you put on the contract. Of course, you have to do a home inspection. That's really a critical time in every deal. That's the time you can pull out of a deal very easily. That's the time you can ask for a credit very easily. That's the you know your inspection is really your the biggest safety net of the whole deal. Um, So that home inspection is extremely important to have that time to figure out if you're going to do this deal or not, kind of. That's what we use today. We use that home inspection time, that uh, J-1 inspection, as are we going to do this deal or not? Because that's the coolest part of real estate, the option to buy it. You know, if you buy a stock, if you're buying that stock today, when you put that order in, you're buying it, you're committed. If you buy real estate, you can get it under contract. It doesn't mean you have to buy it. You know, you can find something in the house that you don't want, you like, or the numbers didn't work, or you found something, whatever. You can pull out the contract and get uh, all your money back. Um, and there's different outs on the contract that um, you should be able to get out And if you didn't follow things. You got to do make sure you understand the contract and the timelines and all that. So you do should have a good uh, agent involved. If you don't have an agent, make sure you understand your contract in, in general. And agents are not involved to buy real estate. Um, beg sorry all your agents out there um, I know you guys are worth every penny of it and I've tried every agent out there but I do have a gripe do you guys do the same amount of work when you sell a hundred thousand dollar house compared to a million dollar house no you know and why is the seller paying for everything Uh, I mean I know the pros and cons of both so I've side of it but we'll get into that all later but in general, you don't need an agent to buy a house. You can buy out house just straight through escrow and title companies. They do a brunt of all the work. They're the ones that are going to um, make sure title insurances and make sure everything is done right. But that is kind of the process of buying a house, and that's amazing to learn even though I fell out of my first deal and I was deflated. But I took that as a learning experience. I took it as a stepping stone to wanting to keep pushing forward. And that's the only way in this business. And I think that was a critical moment for me. Um, And I see it in so much people that are super, super ego in this business. Remember when I signed up for that that program, that education program, Um, I think there was probably 60 of us. And I think there's only maybe a few of us that are still doing it today. Um, If that, um, I don't remember where everyone's at, but that is the most critical time in the business is when it gets tough, boring, or not sexy anymore. Are you going to keep on doing this? Flipping right now in general, flipping homes is very sexy right now. It's been a very lucrative, great time to do it, uh, super popular on TV, Um, but are you gonna be able to do it when you know, the times are tough, markets are bad, you know, it's hard to find deals, or you're struggling to do your full-time job, kids, family, wife, sports, and trying to do this on the side. That's the hardest part of it all. That's the hardest part, is to push past it when it's not as fun and exciting as it may be. And that there's going to be moments like that. It just happens. There's going to be ups and downs. In anything you do, of course, but there's going to be some huge, huge ups and downs in this business because we are now dealing with larger numbers in in this business. So I had to get used to that. My first flip, and that's what we'll roll into here, is my first flip was a was a huge, huge one. So we bought that house in two thousand and. Uh, 15, I think we bought our first house, that house, that first flip, seven hundred five thousand, hundred and twenty thousand 120,000 rehab, and we're gonna sell it at a million dollars. And I was scared, guys, I was scared. Man, you wouldn't even know. Um, I was running this deal by everybody and their mother. I was in a, uh, that program, education program. I ran it through them. I ran it through, they had somebody to analyze deals. I ran it through friends a friend here in Hawaii. Um, and everyone told me it was a deal. And everyone said to do it, but again, there was no one flipping big in Hawaii. There was no one like really going at it. Um, I ended up partnering with a friend, um, Henry, or wherever he's at. I don't know where he's at nowadays. Um, and I actually just brought him on for the security of not being, not knowing what I was doing. And I would recommend to anyone that just to on that first deal. Bring on somebody, bring on a friend, not a friend, but somebody who's done deals before, who understands the business. Um, That first deal is all about learning. Yes, you wanna make money, but that first deal is like popping your cherry, guys. It's like a mind blowing experience um, of it all. For me it was, at least. Um, And have somebody there with you to kind of coach you through the ways um, is, is the best way to do it to me. Um, you can st- you, you can just learn so much quicker uh, of the whole deal, um, and and that deal itself was a stressful. Deal, we were buying this property at 705. Part uh, brought Henry in to help me to help me fund. Excuse me, help me do the whole deal. He was a lender at the time. Um, he was going to help fund the deal with hard money lending. His hard money lending fell through last minute and we were two weeks from closing and we had to do our extension and mind you, I have $15,000 of my own money in earnest money deposit and I'm worried about them keeping that money. That's 15 grand and that was a lot of money to me. Still is 15 grand. And um, we had that 15 grand in escrow and I was gonna lose it if I didn't close on that deal. Luckily, I was able to scramble and find another lender, hard money lender, that can fund most of that deal. The hard money lender funded about 80% of that deal. Remind, now at this time, guys, hard money lending was not like a big thing like it is now. Hard money lenders would not lend to any newbie investors. You had to have experience to lend. We were back then at 12% and two points. That was like a good rate. That was like the norm back then. And uh, I had to of course have Henry with me because he had experience. So that was the only way they lent to us back then. That's just how it was. And you just figure it out. And that's how we did. So two weeks to close, I was able to get a little more time from the seller. Luckily found a new lender. And uh, I use my own personal money as gap funding, I believe, on that deal. Um, I don't think I had other investors on I can't recall. Uh, we bring in other investors to fund our the rest of our deals as well as our money as well as these deals. So hard money will fund most of the deal. Uh, hard money is like a loan shark, like a very expensive money, but easier to do. They're, they only care about the deal. They don't care about you uh, as much as you want to make sure you have a decent credit score, of course, and you're, you know, they'll look you up a little bit. But they're going to do, um, there's recourse and non-recourse loans, and these, these loans, they're caring about the deal. So they're going to send out an appraiser, making sure that deal's a deal. They're going to uh, look at the deal itself and look at your construction budget, look at the ARV, what this deal can sell for, and make sure it's a deal. And that's what they do so the security really is on them because they're lending most of the money to purchase this house so they're going to make sure and then we fund the rest of the deal with their investors we bring in investors here in hawaii we have to bring in a lot a lot of investors for all amount of projects we do because the gap funding the difference that we need is often very great uh, we had a deal we needed like six hundred thousand just in the gap funding alone it was like a $2.8 million deal that we just funded actually. Um, so yeah, we did that deal and I did it with Henry. Henry actually had to leave. He moved his, his family moved away and I had to finish that deal on my own. And, um, I still honored him and of course kept them and paid them as our our partnership as was, um, even though it was like a handshake agreement, but that's how I, I, I wrote, we had, you know, just an agreement and I'm out of my word. Um, we we um, did all right on a deal. I think we made ninety thousand on it. Um, of the deal, something like that. I had some project management fees. We had some overages and costs associated with all of that. Um, my contractor's at the very end left of the job. Well, I shouldn't say he left? He started uh, using <laughs> using drugs again. I guess and. Uh, and I had to get rid of him and I jumped in. Luckily it was just towards the end of the job and I'm skilled enough I can do a lot of that stuff myself. Put on the door handles and uh, you know all the towel bars and just the easier stuff like that, touch up paint. So I was able to jump in. I was already part of the job getting material. I did the yard. So um, from then on I was still part of a lot of my jobs where I would do odds and ends. Um, my job then became later on, later, later on, is just going to Home Depot all the time. So any flippers know that that, that lifestyle, even contractors know that five times a day, Home Depot run, man, it's, it's exhausting. Um, but we, we, uh, we sold that house and uh, game changer, guys, game changer. And for me, it just opened my eyes up to how much more we can do and what we can do with this whole business of flipping. And we scaled, we scaled hard after that. Next year, um, I think we do two or three, you know, next year after four or five, and it's a slowly progression. It's not like an overnight success. This business of real estate is not an overnight success. So I know we all want to get rich quick. I know we want it all now, and I know we want it tomorrow. But the business of real estate is a life it's a life process and i think i understood that off the bat um, that i needed it in my life and that was why i i continued to pursue it because i knew it was a long-term goal and it's not an overnight success by far you know it's a very different type of business of course we get paid you know we, that first flip, it took me nine months, got paid nine months later. You know, can you imagine trying to live and not you know, get paid until nine months? Very different type of lifestyle. Realtors are familiar with this. They only get paid on the sales. Um, but as investors, we are a lot longer because we have to buy the house, f- fix it up, and sell it. And that could take nine months, a year, two years. Some projects could take. Um, so you have to get accustomed to that lifestyle. So get ready for that. That was a rude awakening. <laughs> um, but we can top in more more on the next podcast about the how the growth of it all and to grow your own business and how to scale this business. Um, we've done now 120 flips, and we're at about 111 million in buys and sells. We bought and sold over 111 million dollars. That's pretty cool, I think to say. Um, We're carrying 19 million in fix and flips going on right now. It's about 17 properties in Hawaii and another six in the nationwide, wholesaling nationwide. And we have 156 rental doors, units. So we have some multifamilies, some single families. We have some Airbnbs and one Toro, one car that we rent out. And I love it all. I love every avenue of real estate. I love every avenue of making money and that's why i want to bring on to here all these different avenues i'm not going to tell you being an agent is bad or wholesaling is bad i want to tell you that they're all great they're all great ways to make money and why not try it all why not do it all why not make that money for you guys and we're going to talk a lot about taxes and how to save and make and understanding that because it was a foreign language to me and i'm not a tax a guru for sure but I just know what works for me and I know what works in my life and that's what I want to share is my my experiences of struggles and how I learned from those struggles so you guys don't have to struggle um, because there is some there is some big big hurdles to learning and overcoming and to push past in uh, you know any business that you're doing especially this business of real estate I just want to take a quick second, and if you're enjoying our content, please subscribe below. i love it if you guys can leave us a review or a comment or let me know what you guys thought. I love honest feedback, and I love hearing what you guys think. Also on our social media, if you guys haven't been, check out Indar Hawaii and all the platforms Indar Hawaii on TikTok, on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook twitter everything's indar hawaii so indar hawaii indar hawaii h-a-w-a-i-i and post questions and comments on there we just had a great comment from sam sam was asking if i am good at finding deals but don't want to but don't want to wholesale them how would you how would you get started in flipping and that's what our whole podcast was just about is sam here is good at finding the deals and he doesn't want to wholesale him. He wants to. He wants to flip him. He wants to make that money. Um, I wouldn't be shy from wholesaling, Sam. So wholesaling is not bad. FYI, I just paid a wholesaler hundred thousand dollars for a deal. Shout out to my buddy. He he just wholesaled me a deal um, for nine fifty, and he locked it up for eight fifty, and we just wired him outside of escrow, um, uh, just on a trust basis. I, he trusted me that I was going to pay him, of course. Um, relationships are important we took care of him and we we signed we wholesale he wholesaled a deal to us for 100 grand and um so don't don't bash wholesaling if you don't want to start. but where would you start flipping the best way to start um is to get a bank loan to get some money to get equity you know the hardest part is how you're going to fund a deal the gap funding you can get a good deal if you can find one jv it with somebody I JV'd uh, many of deals uh, with, with partners and so forth, and we just split 50 50-50. Um, so if you find a deal and you confident it's a good deal, go find an investor out there who's an expert in your market. He knows your market and JV with him. That is by far the best place to start. Because remember, making zero or making half, which one would you like to? you know, we make an average of a 100 grand on a flip. Would you like zero dollars or make $50,000? I don't know, pick one, take your time. So I'm constantly thinking about that, you know, I sometimes won't even JV deals because I'd rather partner with somebody and make half of it. So um, best way to start, go JV with somebody. You know, it is hard to start finding investors to trust you as you haven't flipped, you know, a house before. So. And then the other part of it all is if you do JV with somebody, that other savvy investor is gonna make sure that's a deal because uh, I get this all the time, is people uh, people think they're deals and they're sure they're deals and then I look at it and I'm like, uh, ah, that's not even close to a deal uh, because they're not considering a lot of factors. They're not considering the ARVs. They're not running their comps right. There may be light on their rehab budgets. Um, they're not factoring some of the other holding costs. There's financing costs that often are factored. There's so much. There's so much to, to in a deal that um, people don't factor in it. And they get a little um, butt hurt because I'm like, eh, I'm sorry, like, you know, kind of popping her bubble. But I'm just not in the business of losing money. I'm in the business of making money and making money for years to come. So I want to be conservative. I want to factor in everything. I have a deep, deep deal analyzer, that huge spreadsheet of Excel formulas. I love Excel. I have if-then statements and all these different equals, this, sums, and whatever. And, uh, And I take into account every little thing of the deal. And I look at worst case scenarios and so forth. I don't even care about best case scenarios. I just want to know worst case. If it works great, that's great. But worst case scenario, is this deal going to work? That's all I care about so sometimes people say they have a lot of deals but um, I, they're not factoring a lot of things and guys if you're watching those tv shows they're flipping shows they leave out a little bit of numbers if you haven't noticed so there's a lot more numbers involved in this process the segment two i want to talk about a deal highlight of the week we have some deals Coming up for you guys we have in a portal by the way if you haven't been on a portal it's indar check it out real quick it's pretty cool to see we have a really cool portal and we have some deals up there i think we just got funded on a ton of deals that we had up there thank you to all our investors out there And uh, but we have two new deals up there some ohio deals mainland deals quick little flips in ohio that we have on there super great um, deals We have just locked up a few more on there, so we will get them on the portal as well for you guys. But um, we're also venturing into some bigger multifamily deals that we just uh, so close to locking this big multifamily deal up there that would be more for that investor who wants a huge tax write-off. So anyone who makes a ton of money, who has to pay taxes, um, check out our portal and message me. I'll talk to you all day long about that. We'd use a, our large, large deals to do uh, depreciations and do a cost segregation study to offset taxes for, uh, for us as well as our, as our investors. Uh, I'll talk about that one day. Man, you guys are going to be blown away, blown away about that. Um, and it's been a game changer for me because I make a lot of money flipping, but I don't want to have to pay all those taxes with the, with the capital gains and so forth. Um, so check out our properties on there the two ohio deals i think we just had two investors go on there today and they're looking at that as we speak but um, love to get you guys or if you're just more curious about how it all works i'm an investor on our deals as well and it's just a passive way to make your money work for you make that milk money make that sleep money guys make that money work So thank you guys for listening to Hawaii's Money Guy. This is Indar Hawaii here in beautiful Hawaii. And I'm thankful for all you guys that listened out there and took the time to listen all the way to the end. Please follow me on all the social media platforms, Indar Hawaii and Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everything, social media. You can think of LinkedIn. They're all in Indar Hawaii. And comment on there because I'm going to take those comments and I'm going to read some of those comments on here and message you guys and hear what you guys think um, with some questions and so forth. And helping grow that social media will help grow the awareness of people to help people out there in general with, with real estate, with making money and making that money work for them. That's what the goal is. So thank you guys so much. And you guys have a blessed, blessed day. Mahalo. Aloha.